Researchers asked cis people if they would date trans people. The headline read, and so as not to keep us in suspense, the subhead let us know that the news was not good. The results of the first ever study on this subject were bleak. Sex researcher and recent Savage Lovecast guest Justin Lee Miller wrote up the results of the study for Vice, which is where I encountered that headline and that subhead. The results were published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. Researchers pulled nearly 1,000 adults, mostly Canadian, skewing younger, queers overrepresented in the sample. With those caveats caveated, 98% of respondents identified as cisgendered, a.k.a. not trans. Lay Miller writes, how many cisgender people are open to the idea of dating a transgender partner? Overall, 87.5% of participants said they would not be open to dating someone who is trans. In other words, Lay Miller continues, just one in eight people expressed willingness to date a trans man, trans woman, or both. Just one in eight. The gang over at Them, Condé Nast's online LGBTQ publication, framed the results this way. The new study measures, quote, the extent of trans discrimination when it comes to romantic and sexual relationships, and considering, quote, the discrimination trans people face on a daily basis, it comes as no surprise that trans people are overlooked when it comes to dating. Because just one in eight. Let's back up, zoom out a little bit. Gays and lesbians were more open to dating trans men and women, nearly a quarter of them, while just 3% of straight people were open to dating trans folks. But one in eight cisgendered people, sissies for short, were open to dating trans men and trans women. And that's 12.5% of the sissies out there. And that is bad news about cis people and bad news for trans people. And it's bad news that Vice and them and everyone I saw tweeting about this study wants us to feel bad about. But is it bad news? If 12.5% of the population is open to dating trans people, that means there are more people open to dating trans people than there are people out there open to dating, well, me. Okay, I'm going to step outside my comfort zone here, really far outside it, and do some gulp math. There are roughly 130 adult women in the United States and 125 million adult men for a total of 255 million adult Americans. 0.06% of the population is trans, according to the best available estimate. So subtract those 1.4 million trans adults from that 255 million total adults, and we're left with 253.6 million American sissies. 12.5% of 253.6 million is 31,700,000 people. More than 30 million sissies open to dating trans folks. It's hard to say exactly how many men are gay and bi. Estimates range from 2.2% of adult males, according to the Centers for Disease Control, to 7.7% of adult males, according to the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior. If the 2.2% figure is correct, 1.8% gay, 0.4% bi, that means there are 2,750,000 gay and bi men out there open to dating men. If it's the higher figure, 7.7% of the population, 5.8% gay, 1.9% bi, That means there are 9,625,000 gay and bi men out there open to dating other men like me, which means there are anywhere between three and 11 times as many people out there open to dating a trans person as there are men open to dating, well, me. Not that I'm looking, I'm taken, but you know, just as a thought experiment. For lesbians, the odds are a little worse. Just using the high-end numbers from the National Survey for Sexual Health and Behavior, 5.5%. 
1% of adult Americans identify as either lesbian, 1.5%, or bi, 3.6%. So lesbians are looking at 6,630,000 female folks out there, at least open to dating them, compared again to the well over 30 million folks out there, at least open to dating a trans person. So how exactly are the results of this study bad news about cis folks or for trans folks? Sure, it could be better news. The percentage of the population willing to date trans men and women could be 25% or 50%. And open to dating does not equal actually dating, actually would date, or actually have dated. And the results of the study could be skewed by some high-minded virtue signaling on the part of some of the study's participants. But the results would have to be awfully skewed to bring the numbers of people open to dating trans folks down to the much, much lower numbers of men and women who are open to dating members of their own sex. So here's my headline. 12.5% ain't too shabby. And that percentage has to be a lot larger now than it was a decade or two ago. There's no research for comparison, first ever study of its kind, remember, but it's hard to believe the number was larger pre-Laverne Cox. Also, as more and more trans people come out and live openly as trans people and more and more cis people meet trans people or meet the trans people they already know, the percentage of people who are at least open to dating a trans person is likely to continue to rise, which in fairness to Justin Lay Miller, he pointed out in his piece advice. The study, Lay Miller writes, may underestimate cis people's true openness to dating trans partners, perhaps because they don't personally know anyone who is trans and they're basing their responses on stereotypes. If they were to meet someone who is trans, maybe they would change their mind. We hear about that sort of thing on this show all the time. A person who wasn't open to dating someone who was bi or kinky or paws or trans changes their mind after meeting someone that they were attracted to who is bi or kinky or pause or trans or, in some rare instances, all of the above. All too often, the default spin on LGBT anything is negative. We're always looking for those black linings and whatever silver clouds are up in the sky or we're looking for clouds and cloudless skies because our victimization is real and we're used to playing the victim card and the victim card is often the right card to play. And sometimes it's literally the only card we have in our hand. But this wasn't one of those times. And the spin that this study got was the wrong spin. Because if we do want to see the number of sissies open to dating trans people grow, study finds sucky cis people don't want to date amazing trans people is the wrong spin. The spin you want is this. Study finds a large and likely growing number of cis people are open to dating amazing trans people. First off, uh-huh. about that, mm-hmm. I fucking love the idea of calling cisgender people sissies. sissies yeah, that's got to be a thing, huh? <laughs> that's so cute. He couldn't have just made that up for that episode. Like, is that No, he's been doing it for a minute. It's cute. Calling them sissies. And I don't know if a reader or a listener came up with it, but it's definitely a thing they've been doing. <laughs> Ellie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ellie. What the fuck is your issue? I like how it's cis... Cis people or sissies for sure. Well, I guess sissies is shorter than the phrase cis people. Cis people. It, it's just like it's not really shorter than saying cis. So it's just kind of, it's clear that we're just doing this for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. a sissy. Yeah. You fucking sissies. Grow up and well, change your gender all, a little bit. We all need some sort of fun cultural name besides like the official totally. term, right? Like it makes cis people feel special. Plus, I, it may, and maybe we can start using the word trannies in polite society if we have Again? trannies and sissies. Yeah. You know what I mean? That way, I think I think it'll make trannies more uh, sellable to the liberals. Yeah. You know, if we can get sissies off the ground, 
hard enough. It's got to be pretty fucking pervasive. Yeah. Once we see everyone needs to start doing it, we for cis people, people who whose gender identity matches their genitals, call them sissies and yourselves sissies from now on, and then we can all start using the tranny word soon <laughs> outside of safe space studios. You know, that is one word that, like, is on the list of, like, bad words or whatever mm-hmm. that I've just never really cared about. It's fun. I want to make a t-shirt that says tranny and training. <laughs> <laughs> for me uh, <laughs> you know? that's and everybody funny. every all the trans people who are dating gender queer gender questioning people can just be like here you go hon here you go here you want to sleep in my shirt it was once given to me <laughs> <laughs> we just start a whole culture of passing down training uh-huh. and training As shirts you recruit your uh, next yeah mm-hmm. you know that's how like so you know all fraternities are like we were started as like a protective organization mm-hmm. back in like italy or whatever the fuck it was it's like we slowly start like these like trans underground like what's mafioso the, groups just like tranny and training what's like the greek tea? houses <laughs> i don't know what, you know what i mean our fraternity can be whatever tranny 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 but you know what i mean what oh the towel towel what does that look is it cute tea is it a cute i don't know anyway we'll make we'll make tranny fraternity shirts i think they'll be good i mean we could be tit tranny iota tranny tranny or tranny and training towel tranny iota towel that's cute tranny and training tra- yeah. yeah trannies and training <laughs> but but then I feel like you're if you're in the fraternity you're not necessarily in training anymore so it might just need to be training 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 I don't know why that makes me giggle but it does right on um cool well which brings up some of the points from like like he really did cover a lot of the things that needed to be said yeah I just wanted article. to I just wanted to include that and replay because we did talk about that a while back right mm-hmm. and like our our whole argument on it was like, okay, well, there are these preferences, but these preferences don't necessarily point to transphobia. It could just be, you know, genital preference, maybe. It mm-hmm. could be just general confusion for, like, these yeah. things, right? Like, there's, like, there were so many other issues with that article besides, like... Yeah, it's such a bare minimum the, study. We don't really know much about how... But obviously, yeah, it's a survey. Like you said, obviously things are changing, too. Although I do like the idea that maybe fewer people are interested in trans people after Laverne. <laughs> I was like, uh, Very assumptive mind. of you, Dan. <laughs> never Very mi- assumptive. Never mind. Uh, no, but I mean, it's true. It's like I, I think about... Like, surveys are so different. And, and uh, you know, Dan mentions that... Yeah, people might have stereotyped ideas about uh, about trans people, and so that could affect. But it's like, yeah, it's also just if you haven't known, if you haven't been hit on by a trans person, if if I had answered that survey four months ago, who knows? I don't know what I would have said. I don't. I think four months ago, I probably would have been maybe a trans man, probably not a trans woman. No offense. Um, But if you had asked me a year ago. Two years, you know what I mean? For sure it would have been, but it's also, yeah, it's, so these things are changing quickly, and it depends on who's hitting on you, you know? I also just, like, fuck, like, you know, sometimes somebody just, like, says something so perfectly. It's like, I wanted to say all the things that just came out of your mouth, like, mm-hmm. especially about, like, fucking how, like, so often, like, the queer community is, like, apt to play the victim uh, card. And seriously? it's and it's right. He's right. It is oftentimes Finding the only the card. This, well, it's mm-hmm. only the card we have to play a lot of times also, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if that's your go-to kind of, like, move and, like, you're playing Street Fighter and you got your good character and your good move, yeah. if that's the only move you got in your back pocket, yeah, of course you're going right, to lean on it, it, right? Right, but if you but play video games with that guy, it gets pretty annoying pretty fast. Yeah, you yeah, know? the guy that plays the same, same thing move. every time and tries to beat you in the and same way every time. Beat him o- yeah. over and over. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, but yeah, and we are always trying to find like, we are so, 
I feel like we've gone so far to use that victim card to mm-hmm. where we've forgotten that it's just a move and not like a permanent state of being to right. where everything that comes our way for some reason, instead of like looking for like what could be good about it or just taking like whatever we're reading or ingesting at face value, we're inherently going, how does this hurt or negatively right. affect and how me? How is this a bad thing? Yeah. How, yeah, how can how, I interpret it, this in a way that's like uh, other people are bad? And if it even if it is a good article, it's like wait two seconds and someone will be like, well, that's nice, but here's a real issue we're having with it. Like here's a real problem with this thing. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, come on. Like that's. Well, and honestly, it's just kind of a weird thing to be like, we're being oppressed because some people think they don't want to fuck us. You know, it's just like, well. Yeah, if that, that's not, that's not how that works. Yeah, (laughs) people are allowed to, and again, and this has been changing, obviously, surely, clearly, and will continue to change uh, as more and more people know trans people, as more and more people are trans, as more and more people do transition, as more and more people figure their own gender stuff out or come out or whatever, you know, because it takes, um, it takes a lot of people for there to be attractive ones too. You know what I mean? Like most people are not that attractive. So then it's taken a while to get enough trans people that you actually meet attractive trans people. So for a long time, it was just like, if you met, if you'd met any trans person, you'd met one and then maybe two. And then, you know, what are the odds that you were going to have been attracted to that? And so our brains do, and when I say attractive, I mean in all kinds of ways and to all kinds of people, right? You know, it's a broad, broad category, broad term. Right. But so for anybody, any one person, if for the first many years of their lives, they never met any trans person or saw any trans person on TV. Yeah, so now we have a little bit more representation, but I can't think of, like, I don't watch that much TV, but I can't think of any trans men that I've even seen on a movie or TV show. I, mean, I know there are some, and I, again, I haven't sought them out, but they haven't, they haven't come up to me, and if they haven't come to me, then they haven't come to the average person. So, of course, people are like, uh, I don't know. They won't tell us what's going on with their genitals. So <laughs> I've never met one. Mm-hmm. So uh, that seems I'm scared, you know, or or I feel like, uh, you know. <laughs> of course, that's how a lot of people are going. Eh, I don't think I want that, you know. Yeah. Especially if they're straight. You know, they have no motivation to be like, ooh. Why seek it out? Why, yeah, why, why it seek matter? it out? Yeah, now someone hits on them. I mean, that's the thing. They fall in love, whatever. You know, a lot of my trans friends and people like that uh, all say stuff like, you know, I like I I'm never gonna be baby's first trans, which is like a phrase like you know yeah, baby's yeah. first like I'm gonna be baby's first BDSM experience or not literally like age play baby involved, but just like mm-hmm. being a person's first like experience with a sexual experience with a trans person or first experience with anything, you know? Right, oh right. look, it's baby's first beer, right? Right. So. A lot of them. A lot of people don't want people to be uh, someone's first gay person either. Yeah, yeah, that's a very common thing, right? And like it's with or good, for sexual partner. At yeah, all. and it's with good reason, right? That carries a lot of pressure. There are certain stereotypes about mm-hmm. like being somebody's first that do hold true, mm-hmm. um, and I'm full on aware of that. But I'm the exact opposite, where mm-hmm. it's like. Oh, I'll be Ooh. babies first. Anything. Sure, it's fun to introduce people yeah. to things. Yeah, and not only that, but it's. But I firmly believe, like, look, like I'm probably a better lay than most of these other trans yeah, let me motherfuckers. Ruin sex for yeah, so if someone wants to babies first trans, like, come on over. Like, yeah, let me just let's do this. Let, let me put a good name for, for us out there. Oh, that too. Yeah. Um, I just like the idea that you're ruining tra- sex for people, trans sex. For people. <laughs> yeah, I'm purposely Send really bad Send them out into the world it. to have a lot of bad sex with other <laughs> trans people. <laughs>
This is the Gender Fluids Podcast with Austin Smart and Ariel Norman. It's a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to follow us on social media, check us out at Gender Fluids Pod on Twitter, at Gender Fluids Podcast on Instagram, or if you're on FetLife, find us under Gender Fluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Although, so I do, I you when you're like, we don't know what's going on with their genitals down mm-hmm. there. What's happening with trans people's genitals? Mm-hmm. I fucking, I do frequently take advantage of uh, people's just general ignorance uh-huh. of trans people's genitals. Uh-huh. So like all the time, I'll just lie about what's going on. You tell them it's getting bigger. No. So, <laughs> yeah. This is actually three inches bigger so than strange. it was last week. You're very lucky. Uh-huh. It's a no, good week. I'll be sitting there. It's like if they're like someone goes down on me mm-hmm. and I can tell like it's not going to be good like head. I'm in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you two minutes. And then I'm usually like, yeah, you know, with the hormones, you, so it just doesn't get hard a lot of the times. It's mm-hmm. just usually not hard ever, which okay. is not actually true. Right. I get I can get hard very easily. But yeah. it's just like if you're not turning me on. I use yeah, that yeah. all the time. Yeah, you're you're faking it. Oh, I'm f- not just faking it, but it's like I'll do something God, here, like here. Let Jesus me take Christ. control, and I'll like get rearounds. But it's like yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work. Or like I've uh-huh. like lied about like coming just to like yeah. No, sometimes like I'm just at the point where like I come and nothing comes out, which also not true at all. <laughs> like I come, still still come. Like well, it's still definitely present. Like anyone right? who's listening to our podcast, yeah, this is no gonna fuck fall. over this move yeah. for so many people. But I feel like. You know, I should put this out there for anybody that's trans and listening. If you want slick True. dating moves, people don't know what the fuck's going that's on with point. this. I lie about so trans, much. Trans, trans, boys like, trans can physiology pee on you and tell you they're coming. You know, <laughs> yes. that's what happens when you're a trans boy and you get peed on. No, no, no that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 if yeah, trans yeah, boy yeah. accidentally pees on you yeah. during sex, you can just be like, that's "Yeah, I come, I come now, man." Yeah, all the time, man. Uh, <laughs> it's count, so fucked I, up. It's, it's really probably bad. <laughs> but here's the thing, because what I'm really doing is relying on, like, that other person's, like, guilt and, like, a fear of, like, calling me on it and not wanting to be offensive because they know in totally. the back of their head they either, one, have no idea what's going on and so therefore can't tell me I'm actually wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, two, know that that is a slight possibility, that is a possibility that does happen to a lot of trans women and they don't actually have the grounds to call me on it. Totally. It's so nice. You're in a sweet spot. Yeah, yeah it's pretty great. Because one day those things might be true, but for now, who knows? Because, like, sometimes I've been like, oh, yeah, I just came, but really in my head's like, yeah, I'm actually just real tired now. My abs are all tired. Yeah. And oh, it's I thought, time for bed. <laughs> had we not talked about faking it? I thought we were both against faking it. I am very against faking it. You're just doing it anyway. Well, here's the thing. I'm not faking it like in the sense of like well, doing it to No, no, it's like I'm not doing it in the sense of like uh trying to impress somebody all the no. times and like or to make them feel good like they've been accomplished. I'm just mm-hmm. doing it because like for me I can be You're like trying to get out of, out of the I'm sex. just trying to get out of the situation and yeah. like and for me when 
like if a woman comes, mm-hmm. like or a cis bodied like vagina having person comes, mm-hmm. uh, I should say a vagina person comes. You know, there's this expectation. It's like, well, that's just number one. We're just getting rolling, right? It's mm-hmm. so like an or faking an orgasm isn't necessarily an end to mm-hmm. like the sexual encounter, right? As opposed to me, where it's like even. Though I'm identifying as a woman, I have a dick, and so once that's once I've had an orgasm, it's kind of commonly accepted that's like that's the end at least for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna need at least a break. I might finger fuck you in a little bit afterwards. We might keep doing like other like playful things. Yeah. Like, but that's the end of that portion, and I'm I probably see. not getting hard for the rest of the night. Or if I do, it's gonna take a bit for me to come back. Right. So it is a way to end something. So, yeah, yeah. So, but it's for me, it's a definitive like closer. Right. So like I use it. And I lie about it when I'm like just physically too tired instead of having to be a little bitch and be like, so I'm a little out of shape. Yeah. I'm sweating really hard and I'm not. Oh, sorry. I, I came. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I just came. And like, oh, good. Oh, I'm so and glad. They, and they feel proud. Yeah. So. They feel good about it. And I don't Let's have see. to look like an out of shape asshole. So you're saying <laughs> it's only okay to do that if also like you don't care about the person and you, you're not. I just think, I think I have problems with like much. faking orgasms when you're like, doing it so often you're like altering somebody's expectations and giving them an unreal like perception of themselves and what a sexual encounter is like right well and also just like like doing things wrong well not just that but i just think like you know like vagina people have like a long history of like faking orgasms to just like please and satiate the egos of their partners Right. right They're typically penis-having partners. Yeah. And, like, that's where it's an issue where, like, you're faking an orgasm and not communicating with your partner and sex isn't good as opposed to, like, you have great sex. You're not worried about it. You're not trying to, stereotype, like, perpetuate anything. It's not a bad situation. It's just, like, a... Just in this one moment. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a convenient, easy thing to do and, like, I don't feel, like, compromised about it. It's just, like, I would kind of like to come and be done. And so you can use that as a way to end things. Because, like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we do use orgasms to oftentimes signify, like, yeah. a closure of some sort, right? Yeah. Because the thing is, like, I don't have to do this often, especially mm-hmm. having more and more lesbian sex, just mm-hmm. because it's, like, not orgasm-driven, more mm-hmm. just pleasure-driven. Like, what can we do to each other? Yeah. Let's just roll around and have a good time. Uh-huh. And, like, if one of us comes, great. But if one of us doesn't come, yeah, it's a built-in, like, yeah. that's okay. That's fine. This is an acceptable, common situation. Yeah, It's when it's, like, more heterosexual sex that it's, like, an easy, mm-hmm. easy out. Right. Well, that's the thing I was going to say. I mean, I, I guess because the sex that I've had has not um, historically as often been um, that kind of heterosexual pattern, then, yeah, faking it just would have been me. I always just felt like I'd be positively reinforcing stuff that wasn't working, but also, I don't know. I have like that. Those kind of white lies scare me. It kind of feels like. Um, yeah a slippery slope of dishonesty like that I get kind of freaked out by it is yeah it does it is scary I mean I do also worry and think about that but I mean what I'm what am I going to do you know I like you're tired it's yeah I'm tired (laughs) and out of shape and still want to fuck it's also just hard you know it's hard to stop doing a thing that's easy right and like you know integrity and yeah, which I I have a little bit of, but we all know power. that's. <laughs> okay. Let's use that sparingly.
never faked orgasms? Never once. Really? Mm. I I mean that's that's interesting. I I like kind of getting into it sometimes. It becomes Seems like its a own. fun acting exercise. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of like my own like thing of like, okay, I want to fake this orgasm. I'm gonna use some tree and shit to lie about it. Like I like having my backstory right. Like, mm-hmm. what's my motivation? I'm trans. I'm on hormones. I can't. <laughs> just you were just making me think about how like, you know, I have that joke about being asked about acting experience, and I'm like, yeah, I uh, married a woman I wasn't in love with in front of all of her, you know, and like I was just thinking like, yeah, it's also like, do you know how many men have bought me? drinks who even think with me, me even even with me having this haircut they still think that there's a chance you know uh you know yeah just i think everybody who has a vagina has has a lot of acting skills that you know we utilize oh sometimes. yeah wait or a woman I, oh vagina or a woman you know what i mean once any any amount of time in that and it's just like i usually mm. just judge how good of a fake orgasm it was by how smug their face is afterwards mm. like by how pleased they look with themselves it's like yeah i did that good <laughs> i like fucking nice that's so funny though yeah that's not bad though if you but see i would have the compulsion to then afterwards tell them i'm a i'm a crazy i, I something happened to me with the truth yeah, that's fucked up, and we need to fix that because that's not good. It's not good. It, it makes me worse healthy. of a storyteller. I used to be a much better storyteller, but I I got something. I don't know. Yeah, I need to figure out how to move that dial. Why do you always want to tell the absolute truth, and like it hurts you if you don't? I don't know. I didn't. I was OCD a liar as a shit, kid. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I lied. I I lied about all kinds of stuff as a kid. I don't know. It it changed maybe a decade ago, something like that. Uh, it changed my very early adulthood, and. I think in some ways it it's I needed to tell the truth more in certain circumstances, but I took it all the way to the extreme, and now I don't really know how to get back. Damn. Mm-hmm. See, what I did was, because as a little kid, I would also just lie about things that didn't matter but affected me nonetheless. It was like to my parents and things, and it was a really big issue, right? And then once I got older, I learned to tell the truth, but I also learned to still lie and enjoy lying in fun ways. Mm-hmm. So I like lying in non-consequential ways about like yeah. hi- fake historical facts and things like that. Or just like, like to strangers at a bar, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, where it doesn't matter. Maybe or I should like, start with that. Maybe I should like purposely lie in those ways that are just fun. With like Uber is a great place to play with that. Food, I lie about yeah, Uber in Uber. Uber's all the time where i'm from what i'm doing where i'm going making up just like interesting yeah different personas and things or just like bullshitting like past minor historical events of my own where it's like the driver's like oh yeah you know i used to go to that restaurant all the time like no way you know my dad actually used to go there also all the time that's where he met my mom Huh. Just like tell stories like that, where it's like this is not a real story at Just all, make and it a doesn't matter. Based yeah, on but anything. it's like, like that guy's gonna have a po- that Uber driver's gonna sure. have a positive no, you're experience. Right. No, right? I'm, I'm fine with that morally, and so that's a good. That's why I say like that's not a bad idea for me to purposefully introduce lying into my life in that way because it is better for your brain. I think like you develop more gray it, matter or some shit like would that. Would it help? It's helped me on stage and helped me mm-hmm. like be like a be better, better improviser. Top, yeah, better improviser because like. 
I don't get a panicked sensation when I need to come up with yeah. details. I feel fine, comfortably talking oh my God, and you're building. So right, that's what's wrong yeah, with me. And building a comfortable backstory that doesn't have too much detail yes to where it's conflicting. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's what I think. That's yeah. what's wrong with me in, in improvisation because I got so addicted to telling the truth that yeah, it's it's now it's a problem. Okay. It'll make you better at sex. If I'm you, sure. If you feel get better rolling in it. You also feel more. For me, it's helped me feel more comfortable. Like talking dirty and yeah. like and also okay. like role playing a little bit not serious role playing but like so you know last time or a couple times ago episodes ago i was talking about how i felt weird using little slut in a degrading mm-hmm. manner right mm-hmm. in a sexual context and uh just last night i had an experience where i was like calling somebody like a little girl mm-hmm. and like baby girl and things like that but i was definitely more role playing like a more dominant older figure than this other person. Yeah. And I, when I first got into that space, I felt weird being the older, more controlling person. Yeah. But very quickly, I, you took on the role. Yeah. But I also slipped into the same kind of, I wasn't talking to them like an Uber driver. Yeah. I was talking to her like, uh, uh, you know, we were in a kink relationship. Right. Right. But like I was feeling, I was feeling the same brain tickles. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, I'm just here, and I'm gonna like take what you give me and fucking play off of it. Oh, like gotcha. I think, yeah, those same reflexive parts of the brain are there, and I think that pervades everybody's life, right? You know, yeah. I just I train. I think it's good that I train my brain to be so truthful because I think I mind yeah. I mind the depths of like, no, I'm going to tell you the truth, and it work. It's it's I really enjoy it, but I do think I need to now add in the level. Of it's it. a powerful skill to have, especially in relationships, just to be able to like, look, this I'm gonna tell you the truth right now it's crazy because at the end of the day no matter what you do you have to contend with it Mm -hmm. the truth will always be there in the back of your head right and so i want you know i i like that part of my brain and i think that it it, a lot of my humor really comes from that but i think that now it's time to really reintroduce that that lying part that improvising part um and start developing that muscle because i was very creative in that way as a kid and i feel like that part of me just kind of died it dwindled or atrophied as i started only telling the truth i don't know about you but for me when i veered away from it it's because i attached a fear to it Hmm. like i'm a i I used to be afraid of not telling the truth and and afraid of like lying Mm -hmm. uh because because of how guilty it would make me feel Mm -hmm. right and so i wouldn't fear i wouldn't think about the guilt i would just be afraid whenever i went to lie like oh no i can't do that again Mm -hmm. and that's when i had to unlearn it in like a funner space or a more fun space yeah yeah i don't know because i'm trying to remember like what i would even lie to people about because i think it would be like little things and i just realized every now and then someone would ask you an innocuous question and you would give an innocuous lie and then they would question you about it further, and then you had to be like, "Oh, I, I was just saying that because it was easier." It, you know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of part of me wonders if it's like a anxiety like induced thing, mm-hmm. but uh, but like anxiety Aspergersy maybe of like in our heads, it's like okay, well we're trying to like lower the overall amount of energy mental and emotional that I have to expend in any given day. Mm-hmm. And so if you ask me an innocuous question and the truth is going to take more explanation and require me to talk to you more mm-hmm. and possibly expend more emotional energy, 
I'm going to give you this innocuous, it really doesn't matter, but I'm going to give you this lie because I just want to be done with it or I want to move on. Right. And then, yeah, and then it's it, great if it happens, but if they, like, start to question, it's like, oh, fuck, now I've See, dug myself in a hole I and it's really didn't matter. I think that's what used to happen to me a lot. That's, yeah. I, and so that's when, and then one day I decided to tell the truth, and it was really funny, and it was fun to tell the and truth. it feels good. It felt good. And so, and and then I, I was so rewarded for that that then I thought um, I started just always doing it. But, yes, I think that in some ways that was great, and in other ways I, it's just too far, and I need to start um, flexing the muscles. And, again, in ways where it doesn't matter. And, in fact, if an Uber driver or a Lyft driver um, was – questioning me about oh did your you know your parents met there blah 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 and asking me specific questions i would also at this point just feel fine being like i was just making all that up honestly i've de- i've decided it's healthy for me to start lying again. you know what i mean and now i'll just switch <laughs> to the truth but here's the thing at least you then incorporate it back into a right. story where they're like well now i have this story about this fucking crazy lesbian <laughs> that or whatever yeah but unless That's you revealed it me, they would yeah. see you as a lesbian yes yeah so stupid I just like I have such resentment toward lesbians now and lesbianism because I'm just like I used to like that word and now I'm just like ugh, yeah lesbians. you used to take pride in it I knew that would falter it was so I sweet to watch it know. fall and now I'm just like ugh, mm. I just roll my eyes every time you say the word lesbian like my brain just flashes a stereotype of a fat faux hawked uh, wife beater you know khaki cargo shorts wearing rainbow leg tattoos. Just annoying Bad calf person. tattoo, you know? Yeah, just an annoying person who's, I don't know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just... See, that's your thing. I, I fucking, I fucking love me butch lesbians. They're, like, my favorite people to hang out with. Like, I remember falling in love with butch lesbians when I went to my very first pride parade. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Dykes on Bikes, like, lead it. And I was just like... I love everything about these people. Like they were just up there. They were way more masculine than me. And I was just like, yes. Like they were just up there. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Like flashing like the heavy metal horns, like on their fucking motorcycles. And I'm just like, Oh, these bitches. Oh. They're very cool. They're very They're cool. awesome. I think I've never really been friends with like I'll, a dyke, a bull dyke, whatever see, I'm supposed I, to say. I have. And they're my favorite fucking people. They're fucking chill as fuck. Right. Yeah, I've never really thought about that. I've never really been friends with like one of the bulldoggy lesbians. Hmm. I mean, it's just I obviously l- need to. If you can find like a bulldoggy lesbian from the south, right? Oh man, you fucking nailed it. I think that some of the the larger ones just kind of intimidate me. And um, I think I think I'm kind of turned on by that, which is why I like them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're turned on by how intimidated you are. That makes ex- perfect sense to me. Dude, have you heard about this shit called uh, Titan porn? Yeah, where there's like a really big dude and a small woman. Usually. Yeah, yeah. Although I like the idea of a big, huge woman and a tiny man. But well, we already talked about that. That's Did the we? yeah. That's oh, a- that's, that's right. giantess Amazon. and Amazons. <laughs> 
giantess and Amazon stuff. I guess stuff. I wasn't thinking of the guy with the giantess as being particularly small, and now I have him even smaller in my head. It's very <laughs> cute. Like a little horse jockey. Yeah. Like <laughs> Some purposefully inbred horse he jockey. He, like, tries to ride her, and she just, like, beats the shit out of him <laughs> and face fucks him. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Her is like, swallowing his head whole. Dude, I could see. So I, I've gotten into and I've read a lot of, like, uh, human animal fanfic right where it's like uh not humans and animals but humans being animals so like you're a human who's like been fed a potion or a drug and you're half human half cow now or half human half horse now right you know what for some reason if you're a human who's had a potion and that and that turned me into a dolphin or whatever yeah then i would like to have dolphin on dolphin (laughs) I'm just. I just think that's natural. That's dolphins and dolphins should have sex. Humans and dolphins not necessarily. So if I were a dolphin, I would totally have sex with a dolphin. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it opens up a whole world of possibilities, yes, it right? Does. I'm not a furry, but no. if I took a potion, I would have sex with my people. Right. Okay. Yeah, and so I've read a lot of this like erotica, and it's great. Although if you're half human, half cat, what are you sucking the udders and stuff? Well, you're a hue cow, so in that instance, <laughs> that's what it is. That's, an, that's the Asian restaurant down the street. You want to go to hue cow? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad name. It's, it's, it's not. not. It's not taken. Uh, f- so essentially, well, there's different variations on it. Like, there's a lot of breeding that mm-hmm. happens, you know, consensual and non. There's also a lot of milking that goes on, and like, you know, the act of like being transformed is a big part of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were we just? Man, talking if you're top about? half like human oh, chick and bottom half cow, but you get two boobs and all the udders. Yeah. Anyway, or um, just two giant udders. Like, there's a lot of like extreme breast enhancement that happens. Okay. And uh, anywho, so, but wouldn't it be great if there was a porno that was not hue cow ladies, but just giantess ladies mm-hmm. that have been like enslaved and domesticated as animals. And they're like running controlled by tiny little jockeys. <laughs> 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 and these tiny little, they make them stay on all fours, but they're still the same height as them, like a horse, uh-huh. you know? And then eventually there's like a giantess uprising where it just <laughs> ends. And then they all just fuck the shit out of these tiny little people. And like dominate the fuck out of them, face fuck them, and eventually enslave them as like sex slaves and little man servants. Um, if anybody wants to make this movie, I feel like um, that isn't that already happening in season two of Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) 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 Yeah, all the hand you didn't know all the handmaids were like miniature transgender jockeys. (laughs) (laughs) They're all trans boys. They're all trans boys. Yeah, (laughs) when the reckoning was happening, was like, hey. If you're going to join the team, you can escape the fate. That's a fucking skit right there. It's like the trans boy that had like a uh, impregnation fetish that gets like placed with like a commander that's actually secretly like kind of gay. Oh, He's like, yo, hot. you want to hook there's up? A, yeah. There's an underground. High five. Yeah. There's an underground thing for Let's that. fucking get this. Yeah. But then you have to be willing to get pregnant, I guess. Yeah. But that's his fetish. He's like, yo, bro, fuck my hole. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you're fe- especially if your fetish is getting pregnant, for sure. That's a, what a great life to be in the Handmaid's Tale underground little boy circuit. Do you have TV shows like that where it's uncomfortable the things about them that turn you <laughs> on? 
Yeah, like, Because, sure. like, yeah, because, like, I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale, right? And it's fucked up. Uh, like, yeah, everything in it's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, sometimes, like, when fucking Elizabeth Moss gets slapped, I'm like, I want to be Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> uh-huh. Which one is that? The She's the main handmaid. The main handmaid. Yeah. Yeah, the one like, from Mad Men. Yeah, whenever that, but whenever that fucking, uh, whenever oh, her, that, like, controlling lady. Moss? Yeah, Maybe whenever that controlling it. lady, that's her, like. The blonde one. Yeah, whenever she slaps that's her, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Or also, here's the other thing. I never knew I wanted to be, like, in a traumatic state playing Scrabble under duress. For sure. But, like, that was so no, that was fucking hot. hot to me. That was hot. Also, I... I love Scrabble so much. Like, that was the thing where it's like, I don't know how I can replicate that, but I <laughs> want to fuck around Scrabble somehow but now. Need, the stakes need to be high. Um, <laughs> I, uh... You know, it's been a while since I've watched... I, I've only even seen the first, like, half of the f- uh, first season, but it's been a while, too. But I feel like I probably enjoyed the sex scenes between... Like the the attempted impregnation rape scenes, whatever you call that, both um, right. But you know what I mean. I don't know if there's Forced a term. Is there a term for what they the, the ritual or something? Whatever I mean, I'm sure it. there's probably like a term in the book, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. I I'm sure that I enjoyed the ritual sex. On the internet, it's you know forced impregnation, forced insemination, you know. Right, right. But just for that particular thing where you don't, yeah. You don't want to, but then they had this relationship, and you really can't tell whether Elizabeth Moss is like attracted to him. Um, I so don't think she is. There's a, there's a. Well, it's been a while, so so I'm not sure. I but think I there's maybe a there lot of survival hint. going on, right? right? I think that's what triggers like a lot of fucked up shit that goes down. You know, is like the the need for survival. Maybe I just read into her eyes a slight hint of like, am I attracted to this guy? Because well, I think that's, that's, that's definitely an issue with it. Sex fantasies. Hmm? I definitely think that's, like, a component of it, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. like... Well, he's pretty hot, as far as I remember, too. Yeah, but so. I think that's a component of, like, that whole kind of scenario is the juxtaposition of, like, these two horrible impulses mm-hmm. of, like, repulsion and attraction. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's well, that's why I'm turned yeah. on by that scene. Yeah. But, yeah, it's absolutely, depending on who you're next to when you're watching those scenes... It's like how I get turned on in Roots and Django, you know. Oh <laughs> Jesus, Ariel! It's not. It's just oh, as a. It's fuck, just as Ariel. a masochist. But it's, I'm leaving that in. It's You're fine. Gonna... It w- I get turned on by white people getting whipped too. Like Huckleberry Finn gets like a spanking in the beginning oh, of the movie, like man. anything. But I'm just uh, saying, when it is slave time whipping, then it's it's awkward. But I'm like, I'm I can't not get turned on by this. It is automatic. Damn. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get even my get whole turned body. on by that shit. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Mm-mm. that's so funny. I thought you were similar ab- about that kind of masochism than me. No, I, I'm a very selective when it comes to what type of pain I'm into. And, mm. you know, also context is key for me. So just oh, like. No. <laughs> no, my whole life, literally, anytime anyone's ever been getting like spanked, whipped, anything, my whole body is just like, ah. You're going to end up being freakier than me one day, man. <laughs> yeah, one day, maybe. I for sure I I fucking swear. Mm-hmm. Like you've already got the inclinations that like if we just like let you go down that path. Mm-hmm. And hit it. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. What? Where, so like so I think you've said this before and I think I've definitely heard this as just a general argument but like a lot of people, you know, say you know, I would get into like kinky stuff but like if that's what it takes to make me come then then wouldn't it just like perpetually escalate? 
to where yeah. I always need something a little more extreme well, or a little also further a out to make me come. Common criticism of porn: you can desensitize yourself. Is the idea yeah. to um, to various things, and then you need something new, some bigger or better, right? New, different, whatever. Yeah. And you'll have to keep going and going and going because a lot of people, not everybody, not everybody seems to crave novelty though. There are some people who seem to like they could watch the same porn every day of their life, jerk off, go to bed, right? But there are other people who will watch a new have to watch a new video all the time, and I would count myself yeah. among them. Yeah, well, it's not even just novelty, right? So we're it's mm-hmm. also just about like once you've had like that degree of involvement and pleasure. Yeah, if you don't meet that degree, that you'll much. feel a little unsatisfied. Right, and then you might also as as with anything in life, like humans adapt, and so then whatever used to give you pleasure at a nine the next day only gives you pleasure at an eight and then and the next day only gives you pleasure to seven or whatever the rate yeah. is um and so yeah i mean and i think i still think that's true so i so here's the thing you know my mind can easily be changed like surrounding like any opinion i had and i mm-hmm. used to be very against that idea mm-hmm. like i was always of the mind that like yeah definitely that for sure happens kind of but it's not really that way. It's just I used to argue that it was different types of uh, sexual satiation, mm-hmm. like where, uh, you know, regular vanilla sex gave me the same, a different type of, but equal pleasure to weird kinky sex. Uh-huh. It was just a different but equal type of pleasure. Yeah. And I d- could have either or as long as I had a good mixture of both and I'm feeling good, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so... I don't think that anymore. Okay. Because, like, I had super kinky sex last night. Mm-hmm. You're like, I never want to have even, sex again. Yeah, it wasn't even, no, it w- but it wasn't actually, I should take the back. It wasn't even super kinky. It was, like, mildly kinky, and it was, like, in a particular fetish that's, like, right up my alley. Mm-hmm. It's a thing I don't get to do a lot with other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, usually in the mornings when I wake up, I usually, like, masturbate because like it's just easier for me to hold a tuck throughout the day and clears my head and it's like a good little morning ritual right uh-huh. so you know that's way. interesting I yeah didn't, yeah i didn't realize you kind of like deflate it a little bit so you can t- you're like ringing it out basically yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> that's funny it's just like i wake up i'm horny i'm mostly hard every morning and so yeah, it's you just can't like a hard dick see i didn't know that until an episode ago remember yeah yeah you can't talk a hard dick and <laughs> it's so it's just like oh me. get off well you have like, to remember that i I prefer to never think about soft dicks. Yeah. So I don't even, yeah, it's hard for me to, ugh, So, go on. but like, you know, so I had that hookup kind of situation last night. Didn't come at all. Mm-hmm. Like not even close, didn't fake it, wasn't, wasn't having penetrative sex. Uh-huh. I just had like a really great blowjob for a little bit and then like rolling around, having fun, cuddling shit. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards with fetish stuff just layered all over that, but that need not be described um (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then so we the next morning though usually if i like have like some sort of sexual encounter where i don't come the night before the next morning i'm like yeah i can't wait to get off like it's gonna feel so good like a Uh long build up like it i was just i had no desire to whatsoever Mm mm-hmm it was we- really, really weird. And you're saying, and like, go on. And, and so, yeah, but so I was like, wow, that's that's odd. Like, usually I just wake up hard, not waking up hard right now. And I, like, really wanted to, like, have, like, 
penetrative penetrative like dick in the ass sex last night but that didn't happen and uh-huh. that's totally fine right you and wanted to get penetrated or you wanted y- no to i wanted to fuck somebody else okay. right gotcha. but that didn't really work out and so that's totally cool but usually after all that it's just like i, I was like i usually want to like get off and mm-hmm. i just didn't want that but i felt completely like the calmness I do after I like come and have an orgasm and I like felt satiated. And I was just like, fuck, that's weird. And then I started thinking back on all of the recent kind of kinky experiences of I've, I've had. Mm-hmm. And the majority of them, I'm not actually having like uh, ejaculatory like orgasms mm-hmm. or necessarily penetrative sex. And Every time afterwards, for a couple of days afterwards, I always feel more sexually like gratified and satiated than I do with any other type of sex. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think I kind of have changed my mind that, like, it's not that once you have done something so kinky that you can't feel that same type of pleasure again or that the pleasure of vanilla sex is less. Mm-hmm. It's that it is a different type of like further and enhanced pleasure that like kind of goes deeper into like your like psyche that once you experience those kind of like moments of orgasm with, right. Mm -hmm. That like you can't ever go back to not feeling that type of gratification. Right. So it's not like a lessness. It's not as if it's like vanilla sex and things like that are like lesser than or like not as good as, or Mm -hmm. will never fully like feel good. And afterwards I won't just be like, Oh, that was great. Mm -hmm. But like, there's like a long lasting deep satiation that I can like feel within myself. Like mm-hmm. when I do like kinky things that is not like comparable to like vanilla sex. And I don't, re- I don't know how to fully describe it yet. Like I think I'll figure it out eventually, but like for now I feel like I am going to kind of change my like opinion on that be- and say that like, yeah, like getting into kinky shit does change how you think about vanilla sex. It's and it cha- does change right like how, m- not how much pleasure you derive from it, but like it adds another category to how you can think of pleasure and you necessarily have to think of vanilla sex in, con- in context with that or next to it right. or in juxtaposition of it or whatever the fuck. And in some ways it's like going to Japan or whatever. Like you're, <laughs> You're going to come back to America, and it's not that America is less than or whatever. You just always are going to know that Japan's there, and you kind of want to have that food that you ate there or go to see that blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's the way you're yeah. describing it. Anyways, yeah, so it sounds that's kind of it's pretty accurate, yeah. But also, like, are you sure it's not just the estrogen making you not want to have sex? No, dude, it's not. Because I've thought about it, like, in terms of, like, even pre-transition, like, experiences uh-huh. I've had and, like kind of the feelings I've gotten from it and like uh-huh. it's a thing that's always been there but I don't think I've been aware of okay. right mm-hmm. and when I think of like how I feel after like those experiences like yeah. well I mean we're gonna have some interesting things so once I finally start really exploring my kinks then I'll pay attention to this be able to do some compare contrast we'll compare contrast do some longitudinal uh, anecdotal studies here and we'll really get to the bottom of this. Because I, yeah, I mean, I know that people have said that porn has ruined their lives, especially. I mean, I the king stuff it. is kind of a more I complicated thing. You are, like, having human connection mostly and blah, blah, blah. But with porn, it's like people get can get into a hole, especially if they're spending money, but can really get into a hole um, where 
yeah, now when they want to get off, it's getting harder and harder for them to get off when they are having vanilla sex with their partner. Yeah, I mean, well, if that's also what just is. like the, I just firmly believe like the type of like visual stimulation your eyes and your brain get from like interacting with a computer screen mm-hmm. has to alter your brain in some way mm-hmm. and like alter like its pleasure sensors, particularly when you're just like dumping like intense like sexual like pleasure on top of that right and so like yeah of course i mean it hasn't ruined anything for me thankfully Mm -hmm. right good yay but i for sure believe people when they're like yeah porn ruined my life or like yeah sex is not the same for me ever and i also i mean i also firmly believe that kink can do that to people and fetishes can do that to people you can be too into anything yeah like anything can go too far Take some breaks, use some moderation. I think that's, like, for porn or for kink stuff, like, it's not healthy for that to be too much of your life or, you know, for you to spend too much time on anything in life. Just make sure to have a healthy balance is what I I think. It's not that, you know. Yeah. It's not that anything's things are bad. It's just that things can get out of whack. That's why, like, I really appreciate the Stoics. I just... (laughs) No, this book that I read yeah. on stoicism, like, but that like the they. I'm not would laughing at you. I'm laughing at the fact. I'm like, I love that Ariel just brought up the Stoics. Well, yeah, they had yeah. they realized the the problem of the hedonic treadmill before you know that term was around. This idea that like it's do you want to explain the hedonic yeah. treadmill? So humans are adaptive, and we just we just kind of adapt to whatever happens to us. And when bad stuff happens, we adapt to that. And when good stuff happens, we adapt to that. So whatever it, your life is like, you just kind of get used to. And if you um, you think you're going to be happy once you lose some weight, then all of a sudden you get to that, and now you want to lose a few more pounds. You think you're going to be happy when you get a raise, but you get that raise, and now you just want it more because your friends are making more. Like, And you just get used to if you eat at McDonald's and you think that you're getting a pleasure at an eight with mcdonald's and then you go to a a bar and you get burgers there and you're like oh my god no this is an eight this is a nine even and then you go to mcdonald's a few weeks later and you're like well this burger is now a four to me and and you can do that the nicer and nicer restaurant so that is the hedonic treadmill the more pleasure we get the um whatever we achieve we just get used to it and so that what the stoics would do because they realized that they weren't really getting any happier that way they just kept needing more and more and more you know you had to get more raises and more money more women whatever it is um they would purposely say well for this week in the winter i'm going to go outside with only a thin coat instead of my big furs or for this month (laughs) i'm going to eat porridge for this, what you know, they would do things like Fuck. that. I, they had like just like sporadic lints. Sporadic lints, fastings, lints, things like that, and that's why the, you know a lot of religions have kind of encoded those things into their religion, and that's some of the baby that we throw out with the bathwater um, when we get rid of religions. Um, but but yeah, it's healthy for you. I just do that anyways, like randomly. I'll be like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do this thing for a while, or I'm yeah. only doing this for like a little while. Yeah, just kind of being hard on yourself especially if you are getting spoiled in some area of life maybe just like take a step back and so if you go well yes i have all of the world's porn at my fingertips and i'm just like kind of and you start because you start to realize you're not getting as much pleasure from something and and that's when you go you know what let me take a break from this could be pot it could be whatever where you're like man i used to get so much pleasure and now i just feel like i need it yeah and i'm not really enjoying it yeah well that's when you take a fucking break 
I've definitely done that with both sex and drugs mm-hmm. in different capacities. Yeah. yeah. I like that you brought up weed and that. I don't know. So what you're, so essentially that like ended up translating like way down the road into like Freud talked a lot about desire, mm-hmm. right? And his idea about desire is that desire, desire as a thing, capital D desire, desires consumption. Like mm-hmm. it always necessarily needs to like consume a thing. Yeah. And desire can never actually be satiated. Mm-hmm. So desire ends up desiring itself. Right. It desires desire. That's what we like. We like yeah. being hungry and knowing that you're on the way to get a burger. We like wanting whatever drug you like and going to get it or you're on your way to do it. We l- That's our favorite. Mm-hmm. That kind of come up thing of like. Oh my God! I'm gonna get to have sex with this person. It's it's. I'm not gonna say it's way better than the actual. Well, thing, you're but consuming it really is. the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you're you're not actually eating the person, this isn't IRL vor. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you know what vor no. porn is? Oh, good. Vor porn is a category of porn where you uh, something is murdered and fucked and eaten. Okay. Lots of people getting eaten and swallowed. Lots of monsters. A lot of anime involved in vor porn. Why so. is it called vor? I don't know, actually. I have no idea, but I know it is called Vor. It's one of those things where, like, I've seen it a couple times and know it exists, but, like, have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. Where it's like, that's, I don't, I don't like death being involved in sex. I'm not a big fan of death being involved in sex. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it being simulated or close to, like, you know, I can find with some choking, but I don't want some, like, if your face. I don't want it to be like, yeah. Yeah. If you start, yeah. If your eyes start bugging, if your face starts, as soon as it happens, yeah, I'm out of it. It's not hot anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. Although, if you're into it, do please write us about it. Um, oh, I, I can fucking throw a rocket at someone who's into it in this fucking city. Oh, great. Well, please. I would love to hear about your interest in death being involved in your sex. That is fascinating. Oh, death in general. Yeah. If you're into death, uh, not the heavy metal band, who is the best mm-hmm. metal band of all time. But, but it but is if pretty you're heavy metal to be into death in your sex. Yeah, so. it is. It's pretty metal. I, well, you know, I, I say that, but I don't want to give heavy metal a bad name. Because, oh, like... Name. Metal struggles enough, and it's not all about fucking just death and it's demons and shit. Fault. There's cooler shit out sure. there, but hell yeah, hail Satan! Uh, but yeah, if you're into death at all, please hit us up. Uh, yeah, that would be sick. That's pretty tight. I mean, you're obviously cool. Do you have a are. Grim Reaper thing? Like, it doesn't have to be that you want someone to die. Like, if you want to fuck you the Grim get Reaper, eaten, yeah. Know? Do you want to be the person murdered? Do you have fantasies of being murdered while fucking? We will. That's talk a thing about that's you. out there. Yeah, if you want us to talk about you, we can do that. We can also keep it secret and just enjoy it to ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever you want. Fuck, dude. I hope someone writes Uh, us in. I do, too. I'm (laughs) a little wine drunk right now, but, like, I'm really into the idea of someone being, like, writing us about wanting to die. Yeah, me, too. I know. as As into it as I'm not... I really want other people to be so that if you what if you had to kill yourself or not kill yourself, but if you knew you're going to get fucked and die at the same time, uh-huh. like at some point, like how would you pick that? Like, what would you do? Like there? H- what method of getting fucked to death? Yeah. Well, well, you don't have to. I mean, you, maybe you're not fucked necessarily to death. But a lot of times this shit's like you get fucked and then you while die. While you're being hung like or a something. Lot, yeah. There's like getting eaten and shit. Ch- yeah. I feel like I need to like spend some time with this and, th- and honor that question. But um, no, fuck that. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, what, what, what would be fun? Uh, I would want mine to definitely be monster oriented. 
I mean, but the actual moment of your death part is... Yeah, because a monster, I feel like, would be fast and quick. Like, it'd snap my yeah. head off or rip me in half or some but shit. But you want to enjoy, like, this part before you die. I'm, like, trying to make it enjoyable first. Yeah, also, you know again, I mean? monster-oriented. Right, you like <laughs> monsters, right, right? I want it. Give it to me. Yeah. Yeah, look, the thing I want to fuck me fucks me. And I'm terrified, and then it rips me in half or eats me, and I'm chomped to bits, and I'm dead quickly, you know? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, like, I don't want to be choked to death by just some dude fucking me hard. Right. Like, that's just sad. You just want it to be a monster instead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have Or, like, I don't want to be cooked or burned. There's, yeah, I mean, that's very, very fucking graphic and painful. To be burned alive while cum's That's leaking oh, out of you? Horrible. Yeah, no. I'm just assuming we've been cummed in. I don't know why. I guess there's ones where women do it, but like I'm imagining this is just a straight dude doing yeah. all of this. All this torture. Um, yeah, I don't think being burned would be fun. Although when I was a kid, I did used to have fantasies of being uh, burned on a spit roast while being raped and stuff. But um, I, I always knew I didn't want the fire at to hurt me i just the aesthetic of it was because it was like in star wars the the uh, ewoks yeah oh so that God. was like a source yes. of a lot of fantasies okay that makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. now i made it way less graphic in my head just now because that was also for sure an early situation of like sexiness for me yeah. where i was like <laughs> they're all tied Those up cute and little like, ewoks were like spit roasting <laughs> A couple of them, right, Leah? Well, for me, I was Leah. both turned on by the Ewoks and the spit roasting. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> more just like, oh, you Ewoks are so cute. <laughs> <They're> so <laughs> cute. Oh, and the Ewoks <laughs> died. The one, anyway, I can't handle it. Um, I just want you to know that is the actual song that the Ewoks are no, singing that was as very they're good. like putting tell. the logs on <laughs> the I was, yeah, fire. I was, I was being triggered of cuteness. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> it's like a little higher in the road. It's like, it's too. It's too alien. Anyway, it was great. Um, okay. You know that's a good. That's like a good tempo too to get fucked too. Like, oh, you have an Ewok sex playlist. There's got to be some fucking nerds who've made a whole Ewok CD. Oh, there's Ewok. Like, I'm sure I could Google Ewok playlist on Spotify. Sex playlist, playlist, that's different. I don't know about that. That's some other shit. Ooh, I'll have to try that. That could just be your sex playlist. Ewok sounds. (laughs) 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 I can only masturbate if I listen to the song that that one Ewok sings. It's only one Ewok sings. Yeah, while they're like fucking, like building that fire. That's the only time I can, (laughs) only time I can come. (laughs) It's during that. Uh, Oh my God. I wish <laughs> I'm I'm, an, I'm into Star Wars enough that I'm okay if that's the case, you know, like yeah. Well, anyway. I'm fine spending that to somebody. Like, look, I love you. This You're the, the love of my thing. life, They're but I need you to know, dude, you would <laughs> never keep a, a partner long. They would the eighth time y'all had sex to whatever they would just leave. I just put in headphones. Without saying a word. I just put in headphones. No, fucking Asperger's, Mickey. You can't have sex with headphones on. I bet I can. Not very often. 
You're a trans studi- people can hey, only... Those, no, those studio headphones, those fucking... Uh, those would be cool great. Because you can put them behind your... Well, not only that, but you can also hear outside sounds. So I could hear whoever I'm fucking and hear... Like, yeah, they're not noise canceling. Yeah, so it'd be of, great. Of the headphones that you could wear during sex, the studio ones would probably be some of the least socially retarded headphones that you could wear yeah true you know what else is good about them that i realized yesterday because i was like charging my phone downstairs and then i went upstairs or vice versa and they still worked yeah they got a long ass range yeah yeah and it was just cool like i was like i love how we're just giving them residual advertising it's like look at the end of the day like i actually did enjoy those headphones i just wanted a free pair of headphones (laughs) yeah uh, what? But if they, I don't even. Uh, what? What was the thing? If they go to studio.com. Yeah, use code genderfluids fifteen. Yeah. Hey, why not? If you ever, if anybody buys yeah, them. Yeah, if you fucking buy them, go for it. Even though they're not currently sponsoring us, they just were for that. Yeah. Those two episodes, but um. Which we fucking we you know we're all like sponsor us, then we got them to sponsor us, and we fucking dicked over those advertisements i don't they know i think that bad i think we but. i think we did a nice job but um but i also think that people still might uh buy a, a set of he- anyway you may as well use the code gender fluids 15 they are very very useful yeah for sure useful headphones i mean i i enjoyed them when i used them i mean i am still a fucking nerd and i really like my uh like my wired headphones mm-hmm. yeah i know i use them for it depends on the situation but anyway, I have a headphone arsenal, you know, try and keep it, keep it locked. I need more. Anyways, we got, I don't even know where we got on subject. I don't remember how we got to Ewoks, if we spit roasting people, but, um. There's that. So a while back, I think it was on like episode 19 or so. It's like when we were talking to Livia, Mm -hmm. you were like describing like people with kinks and fetishes as like weird. I was like, you can't use like weird because like it's historically been like just used like so pejoratively to legislate against like kinks and things like that. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, but I think I changed my mind on that also because I've been hanging out with a lot more like kinky people and like just getting more and more involved in like different like scenes in austin Mm -hmm. and like a lot of people use like weirdo and freaks as like a positive like term where it's like like oh yeah they're just like they're oh yeah there's some freaks like Mm -hmm. there's some good freaks over there like they're just good people good freaks Mm -hmm. or like oh yeah like yeah they're a freak they're a weirdo Mm-hmm. Or like, oh yeah, you know, love hanging out with a good group of weirdos. Yeah, oh, totally weirdos. Exactly. The term weirdo, for sure. I don't think anyone ever uses pejoratively anymore. Almost, you know. Yeah, but it's just I haven't heard it used in such like a positive. Yeah, and it and it's only these this group of people that's doing it. Like at least in my life, right? Where yeah, it's like w- it's just people who are having like very kinky or fetish oriented like mm-hmm. sex or BDSM sex, right? And they're part, yeah, they're all just like, yeah, we're some freaks. We're some yeah. weird, we're in some freaky shit. Well, I feel like I, see, I saw someone's like Instagram uh, bio say it's like gender weirdo or something once. And I was yeah. like, hell yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, you're not a sissy, you're a weirdo. I think that's the, that's kind of the vibe that I feel. That's when I, when I use the word weird, like I don't, I feel much more positively about weird than queer, although I'm trying. 
Um, but yeah, so I'm just like, yeah, there's sissies and there's weirdos. That's it. Yeah. I think it's a great word. You know, I think it's interesting that like queer bothers you more than faggot. Well, faggots are so fun. Yeah, but see, but queer's fun to me. Yeah, maybe if I just think of it. Th- well, and that's why I've started to. I've started to embrace it just because it's just funny. I'm like, all right, fine. A bunch of fucking queers. Yeah. Just one of a bunch. Of, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Add some happiness to it when you say it. Mm-hmm. And it's all good. Yeah. someone the other night remark so uh we have ellie hasn't popped up in the podcast too often like since the beginning right but uh here's a little shout out to ellie my adorable puppy dog i was hooking up with somebody and they were like oh my gosh like you know i i didn't even realize she was still in the room like she was so quiet the whole time Mm -hmm. it's like yeah she's awesome like that's so weird like most of the time like you know dogs like are all up in your business and shit and i've tried to like write a joke about this but i feel like i've essentially trained ellie Mm -hmm. to be like the equivalent of like not being gun shy like you know how Mm -hmm. you take a dog and a horse out and you shoot guns around it so it doesn't freak out we lived in a little 350 square foot apartment with each other for so long she's seen so much weird sex since she was a little puppy doesn't phase her at That's all. It's so funny because I just she told just this goes sh- and lays down and it's fucking done. I just told this joke yesterday because I remember I was telling you I was because I remember when Loverboy was over, I was telling all this where I was like, you know, Austin, I can tell that you masturbate around Ellie <laughs> all the fucking time, okay? Because that dog is completely unfazed every time I masturbate right next to her. So, you know what I mean? So I'm like, that's she exactly it. She is the dude, most sex positive. She doesn't positive. give a shit. She doesn't yeah. even barely do like the dog guilt eyes or anything. No. She's just kind of like, okay, this is happening again, as per usual. <laughs> in this fucking household. She doesn't know that sex is like anything. It's, not, it's nothing yeah. to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, for <laughs> so long, like, it's like, look, we're fucking. You're either you gonna to be go. horrified constantly, or you're just gonna get used to this. Yeah, and she's just used to it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Also, because she's so not interested in sex, mm-hmm. like, she's not an annoyance, right? I can't tell you the number of times that, uh, like, after sex, like, the person has been like, where's Ellie? Mm-hmm. Like after like a few minutes, like, oh, I want Ellie now. Like as usually like, you, you know, if there's like, them. yeah. And then no one wants them fucking around at all. But then now uh, they're ready to pet something now that they've come. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're cute. like, oh, she's good. Oh, co- oh, she wants to burrow under the covers. People are always surprised when she wants to fucking burrow. No, I it's know like, a lot of dogs don't do it, but I'll find her like burrowing on her own. Like, yeah, usually she literally will make caves for she herself. She makes caves. It's very cute. Usually you have to force dogs and cats into little caves of, of blankets. But yeah, no, I'll just find her rummaging around creepily in my bed. <laughs> So, what's the uh, sex fetish of the week? Oh, shit. Oh, boy. (laughs) You know what's coming. You know what? Here, we'll make it the thing I'm going to do this week. 
Okay. We haven't made it the official. Yeah, that'll fetish. be the. Why don't we just do that from now on? One of us has to do the sex fetish of the week every week. Dude, I don't have the no, money or time yeah, to commit yeah. to that. Also, the I don't have the balls to no fe- <laughs> uh, pardon the French, but to do most oh, of these things. Yeah. I'm not burning myself or what for this podcast. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna try. I could do so. You could do a, like a light version of a lot of these things, though. Yeah. Like a battery for the electric. I know. would like to eventually have our podcast be so large that there are people who start a secondary podcast where it's just them going through and doing each <laughs> fetish of the week Hell yes. in order. <laughs> and talking so, about it. Yeah, and so people can he- listen oh to them God. talk about doing the fetish of the week. <laughs> That's yeah. a masturbatory fantasy right there. Oh, it's super. It's I will so masturbate is. every time you pop out an episode if you pop out a gender fluids. Or we'll just get so off. big. That we'll just fucking trademark fetish of the week, and then we'll do that podcast, and we'll pick a different two people each week and to do it. Yeah, okay. this is very convoluted now, but excellent. Anyway. Um, okay, so it's gonna it's what no, I'm doing we'll later make on this week. Apply to be like fetishists in residence. Yeah. <laughs> at Safe Space Studios. Okay. Are you? Do you go to a liberal arts college? <laughs> do you want an internship? <laughs> For no, one summer, yes. you need to do some fucking freaky <laughs> shit, and we will give you college credit. Uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever. We're not going to be involved. I don't want. I'm not. I want no, you to do this on your own. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure we could get the fuck suit out of us if we were like <laughs> hiring interns just to fuck the shit out of them. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that this doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't sound ethical. <laughs> anyway, I don't know about the legality. Just stream it on like a page for site. Like this week's fetish is mouth shitting. <laughs> We have a camp. We just start shitting in interns' mouths. And we shit in the interns. <laughs> Everybody money, in the office. And they get no money. <laughs> yeah, this is what it's college credit unpaid. tastes like, bitch. Also, there's no college that endorses it. It's like Obamacare, where it's like, technically, you have health insurance. Technically, you have college credit if you can find someone who accepts uh. gender fluids university. Non-accredited. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Come work for our organization, please. <laughs> Let uh, Ellie lick your pussy. <laughs> That's orientation. Yeah. Oh, gross. No. Uh, please tell me Ellie has. Never mind. I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she has licked my asshole once. That's why I always sleep with what I call a sheet barrier between us now. What I call a sheet. Yes, a sheet. <laughs> or just a sheet, but you it's like. So, like, yeah, so Ellie does like to burrow, right? Yeah. And she, her favorite spots to sleep are, like, in crooks. Like, sure. so by your ankles or under, back behind or your knee. Or you're fucking asshole. Sure. Or, like, right. Or she'll sleep on my lower back, but one night, she also does this thing where she, like, does, like, a one lick to let you know she's there so, I don't, mm-hmm. so you don't step on her. If you're standing, it's like she licks her calf, mm-hmm. right? So one night, I was asleep, naked, not thinking about it, let Ellie burrow. And like I kind of like scoot back a little bit and roll backwards, and Ellie just like turns to the right and like turn or turns to the left and like licks real quick, and she just fucking uh. nails like my asshole, oh. and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> oh my god, no! And then Ellie like <laughs> freaks out and like I throw the covers back, and she looks so anxious, like goes like she knows my fucked up like what did you do that for voice and she was like oh, i didn't i was just like you know not to roll over and smother me and i was like uh-uh fucking from now on always one sheet between us like yeah, never or like pants and something but because mm-hmm. like she still does it like she still gives like the singular like lick like hey what's up mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm glad that you have a sheet barrier. Situation. I'll never forget the feeling of that tongue in my asshole, uh, I though. Bet. Jesus. Because you know how it feels when she licks your hand, and so just to feel it, like. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Ah! Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying tingle. to not think about it at all. Have you, has someone ever licked your asshole? Yeah. Yeah. So imagine that, but like but a tiny a dog tongue. tongue. Yeah, I know, but it's and when little, you're not like, thinking about it, and, and the cold one, nose hits another side. Just, like I don't know. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, because I, I wasn't fully asleep yet, right? Like I was just like moving around and shifting, and then like yeah. So like I was Ugh. awake, and I remember it. It was fuck. Uh. Uh. Even the chick who wrote us in about her dog thing didn't didn't let the dogs lick her asshole. Really? I thought she did. Surprising. I bet she did. You'd think she'd have gotten two dogs. I think she lets them. I feel like she just only talked about. I don't think at that. I think at that point, like you know, the dogs can't help but like hitting it. Like I don't think she stopped them. The dogs probably like it better. You'd think they would seek it out. Yeah, I think you probably get your asshole licked like just kind of like on a general basis. You know, probably all in the same area. Should you be careful when dogs are eating you out? To make sure you don't like, because if they go ass to mouth or not ass to mouth, <laughs> ass to ass to pussy, isn't that bad for you? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. So if you're like fucking someone's ass and then fucking their yeah, vagina, yeah, like that's definitely worse because there's more. Yeah, poop. but if like you're just licking someone's asshole, like if it's clean, plus and dogs' also, mouths are so clean. <laughs> so clean. Oh my god, a dog's mouth. Dogs' mouths are self-cleaning. It's just like your vagina. It's fucking bullshit. So Such all made liars. Up I know. There's no way Ellie's breath smells like asshole and oh, it's actually yeah, it's clean. clean. I know. It's but, uh, no, I think, you know, also, yeah, if a dog's licking your pussy at that point, like, you know, you're not worried about bacterial infections. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. what if a dog's mouth is super clean, but some like weird ass fucking bacteria in it or something, right? Like, sure, yeah, you just got to chance it if you're letting a dog eat you out. I got to go to a dinner after this. I am drunk. Um, well, oh yeah, fetish of the week. Yeah, let's do a quick one because I, I need to take one. a run before yeah. my. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my plan for me. We've talked about it before, but it's never been the official fetish, I don't think. Okay. But anyways, we're doing it again if it has been. Okay. Uh, it's ovipositors. Ah yes. Ah yes. Ah yes, your alien Nerf gun or water gun <laughs> that shoots. I wish it was that forceful. Oh really? It just kind of goes. Yeah, it's more of like a spoop. Oh, I was imagining, you know, shooting the guns all at once. I mean, that's how it is in like animated features, like when someone's being impregnated. So the fetish, for those of you who don't know, ovipositors or oviposition is like when you are fucked by a sex organ that is designed to like pump eggs into you and impregnate you with eggs and like it's most often on aliens or insects right but you have in yeah in animated things it is that machine gun like well (laughs) it's because i have so many like so many other uh, animal so many other species like they have a shitload of eggs right like yeah some some have eight we have one at a time usually sometimes two three but uh, like whatever so i just imagine that that was part of it like insects would lay like a thousand things so i thought it was just more like no small it is little i mean like it is so it is a bunch but like pragmatically like when we're doing it mm-hmm. like as humans in person with our little sex toys mm-hmm. it's really hard to do more than one or two at a time see i thought maybe you would just make little like jelly bean sized eggs and then <gasps> I hadn't thought about making them smaller. Yeah, just make them smaller, and then you go. Oh. 
if you're into that sort of thing. No, that that did just like turn me off. Gross. Like, that is lot. so weird. Like I don't, I can like understand why a lot of things turn people on. I don't really fully get this. Oh, it's so good. So just like little pieces of corn is kind of coming out of your butt now. I don't no, know. when you say smaller, I'm thinking like large marble size. Okay. Like a cherry size. Yeah. Size of cherry. So yeah, for it's okay. Let let me walk people through this. So like, what an ovipositor is is like yeah sex organ that pumps something full of eggs right in real life like when it's between like two people actually acting this out it's this uh alien looking dildo like the bottom base of it looks kind of like uh like a vagina but in the middle where the hole would be um protruding out of like the inner and outer lips is like a alien veiny tentacle dick that is forked at the end, kind of like a snake tongue, right? Mm-hmm. And then the inside of this like dildo is hollow. And what you do is you go and you buy gelatin and uh, you make, or non-flavored gelatin, and you make these like eggs and freeze them and pull them out of the freezer. And then you can push the eggs through the dildo as you're fucking somebody and like pump them full of these gelatin eggs, which they can then leave inside them and let melt very slowly as it like oh, rises. It's much slower than you would think. Like I've tried to leave one inside me just to game it out, but I couldn't do it because it was just like it just would eventually settle to the bottom of like my like uh, like intestines and like I just mm-hmm. felt like I needed to like shit it out right. Yeah. So like. Even when I tried to hold it in, it was just, like, a lot of pressure. So I I, I made it probably, like, 35, 45 minutes most once with one in it, and gotcha. it still wasn't, like, melting, melting. It was just, like, definitely melted a mm-hmm. little. So I'm assuming they could be inside you for a while. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, you can let them – you put them inside you, and then you push them back out and birth them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole fetish. Um, that's what you do with it. And, I mean, there's a lot of other things, like, you know – and when you get into it, like, so far as, like, the animated stuff goes, like, people mm-hmm. are, like, of course, being, like, pumped in, like, their ass and their vagina mm-hmm. and their mouth. Like, there's a lot of tentacles in the mouth. Yeah. Like, a lot of times, you know, there's, like, two stages involved. There's, like, the impregnation uh, so far as the eggs go. Mm-hmm. And then there's the second step of the insemination. Like, a second thing comes in and, like, fertilizes the eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I get to do that on Thursday. How exciting! So I'm super pumped. I haven't done it in like oh, nine months. No you know, mm-hmm. it's been a while. I gotta get my bacon utensils out. I gotta make mm-hmm. all this gelatin. So glad I'm gonna be out of town for when our home becomes a fucking an alien velociraptor. What is it called? Ovipositor egg factory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you ever try it? Would I try it? I mean, if I had some incentive to, maybe. I mean, you're power bottom, right? I'm not like, it doesn't like, you like gross y- me out. Yeah. I don't like alien stuff, but like just the sensation of, I, I would probably use my vagina um, for that. Yeah, and I would recommend it. Yeah, I'm not trying and to then also that stuff into my butt. That seems awkward. Um, but. You know, I you don't know, know. You have your medical fetish. Like, a lot of it ventures into, like, you know, medical, like, impregnation. So you're being forced to, like, take this, like, giant dick. Like, and then, like, having a thing, like, forced inside of you that you don't want to carry around. 
and then you're yeah yeah the I, the part of consent that it like non-consent that's hot to me isn't like being forced to do things and around that you know i don't know like i don't know uh, see for me it's like i want you to like put me on like a in a medical station on a spaceship and make me have your babies <laughs> i just i i don't know like yeah it's just this alien part that that gets that gets weird for me really you wouldn't fuck an alien it depends on not, what they look like. Not even in real life. It depends on what they look like. You would really you, that the looks mean that much. I would fuck an alien no matter what it looked like. Well, I mean, you don't even know what kind of genitals they have. Like, are they I even don't fit care. you? Or I like I. I just want to be one of the few humans to get to sure. fuck an alien. I guess just for the novelty, you just have to. It's the opportunity. Yeah, to that's what I'm saying. Itself. Like, you have the opportunity to fuck an alien. You sure. say no. No, I would probably have sex with it if I had yeah. the, opp- the opportunity were handed to me. Sure. It's like, what do you want me to but do? But I'm not like excited about. It. I'm just that would be for the interest level. But like sex, in terms of my sexual excitement, I don't think I would be like, ooh, I'm so turned on. I think I'd just be like, <laughs> oh, this is fascinating. Let's see what the fuck I this is about. I can't wait to fuck this alien. Yeah. No, I would just do it out of curiosity. And the same thing was true for pumping my vagina with eggs. Like that doesn't. I'm not like turned on by this. It's just like. I would. I, I'm curious. I guess what that feels like. Um, so I will give the ovipositor fetish a mm, B minus. B minus. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's an A plus for you. I take it. I mean, you know, it's a it's a solid A. It's okay. not a plus because here's the thing. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Like I haven't done this in like nine months. For like in the, when the last time I did it, it was by myself, mm-hmm. right? weird and yeah and so like and that's the whole thing like it's not like i'm really into it as much as if someone's doing it to me mm-hmm. yeah it's it, i mean it gets an a because it is like a thing that i've invested in and i do enjoy and it's like very specific um but it's also just like you know a lot of work like both like in prepping for it and making all that shit and also prepping like my asshole like i have to like I can't just jump back into letting that thing fuck me and pump eggs through me because it's already a pretty big dildo, mm-hmm. like, as is. And then, and then when the egg goes through it, it expands Ugh. slightly. So, like... You gotta, you gotta, yeah, yeah, you're saying you got to work your... Yeah, I've got to, like, work myself back. I got to, like... I, most people are like, I run marathons. I'm like, I put eggs in my asshole mm-hmm. uh, with this dildo. Yeah, I got to train for it a little bit, you know? I got to get in shape. And then also, I got to make sure I haven't eaten too much, like fucked up food recently like i ate taco bell the other day and it's like i'm glad that's out of my system now yeah before Uh, i had to fuck this fucking egg thing the other night like you know i need i don't want to like accidentally like push an egg out and like a fucking piece of shit you know yeah um i would never do that i'm a contrap supreme girl all the way Mm. contrap supreme crunchy taco classics so when you do the ovipositor stuff, are you gonna like role play that you're that they're an alien or something? No, it's more of just like kind of a dom subby vibe because it is so involved and so hard to like like pushing the eggs through the dildo is kind of difficult in and of itself, and you know getting them in past like my asshole because it is like a little bit of a tight barrier is a little difficult also, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is some role play involved in it, but it's also just like the sensation of like having someone do it to me and my not having any control over it. I see. Um, 
yeah, like I'll be like stubby and like I'll just be there. Um, and like if it takes a while for it to push into in me, right, then that's just like a thing that I'll build into the story I'm incorporating into my own subspace of like instead of it being like it shoots into me fast, it's like, oh no, this is a long process and I just have to sit and suffer through it, or I have to just sit and wait through it and I have no choice but just to be here and have this feeling, right? Like That is fascinating. Yeah. Wow. And so that'll help build into like a headspace I have of surrounding it. I see. And yeah. then, you know, it also depends. Like I don't know what uh the the girl that's doing this to me, I don't know what she's gonna incorporate into it so mm-hmm. far as like Maybe she wants to like put one egg me in me and then fuck me for a second with it and then do egg two. Maybe she wants to do a few eggs and have me push them out and then fuck me. Or well, why don't you record back next week? Yeah, you know, there's all sorts of options. Cool. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's K F U X. Peace. Ciao.